2: Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. My name is Fergus Craig and I am joined by, live from the North West, Dave Watson. Hi Fergus. And live from South London, Paul Dillon. Hello. So, um, I'm in my first ever Zoom meeting with you guys. Hi. Paul's managed to work out the uh, the background (laughs) settings and he's uh, put a pub. Which is incredibly tantalising.
1: It's very comforting. Um,
2: but it's it's a pleasure to be here, guys. Let's just get straight into the football because I'm so fucking knackered that I cannot be asked with any kind of friendly chat with you guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about football. Start <laughs> with because apparently the last time we did a Newcastle Natter... I don't know how long ago it was, but in lockdown years, I don't know. In lockdown, it feels like it was about fucking seven years ago. And uh, I think the consensus was that if we didn't hear anything by the end of the week, then we'd be worried. Mm -hmm. I think that was about a month ago. It was under two weeks ago, I think. Okay, was it? Fine. Like I say, I've got no concept of time.
0: Uh, and uh, and also we did hear something. We did hear that like uh, there's no red flags and things are progressing and it's with the O and D test and all this kind of thing. Like I'm not I'm not really worried about it. If if there were reports of red flags or if the I don't know if there were issues, we would have heard about it by now. It's just it's it's got t- it's going to take as long as it takes. And part of the reason it's taking so long is so that the Premier League can make sure that they appear diligent and that they've covered all the bases. Um, I still think it's going to go through. Everybody who's talking about it, who seems to know a thing or two, is confident it's going through. Even Richard Keys is pretty sure it's going through and he knows fuck all.
2: I mean that sentence is I think isn't that like a non-secretary is that what you call that? (laughs) (laughs) Even Richard Keys is short and he knows fuck all That's not encouraging but I'm sort of with Dave I
1: think it's it's definitely going to go through
2: Oh wow, okay
1: I just well you just have to look the Premier League will do anything for money and we're now going to be in the era where they need money more than anything and a takeover by one of the richest sovereign nations in the world is going to bring them a
2: lot mm-hmm. of money. There's... Didn't you also say that CMD Young was definitely going to be? <laughs> <it>? <laughs> I think we might come to that
1: later. Okay,
0: fine. The other the other thing to consider about the, the Saudi takeover is that the like Middle Eastern North Africa uh, TV deal is coming up in 2022, and I'm sure that the Premier League would look at this takeover as a way of negotiating a better deal in that region? And because at the minute, if if the accusations have hold any water, then there is almost state sanctioned piracy of the Premier League brand in by like Saudi operated broadcasters. So if you get them around the table and you sell them the deal, is that not does that not make more sense than trying to I don't know, than, than rejecting this and, and guarantee to lose out lots of money
2: by the Saudis pirating it. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, I am am i i don't know about you guys, but I'm fairly reluctant to talk about the takeover all that much because it feels like there's not a lot new to say. We've covered our opinions on it, none of which we're entirely sure about. And, uh, you know... But every time I turn on Five Live at the moment to listen to football coverage, obviously there isn't anything to talk about. So it's always, like for hours and hours and hours, just talking about the ins and outs of when football's going to be back. Yeah, That's just mm. like all I'm talking about. And it, and I'm, uh, I don't blame them for it. But um, there's not a great deal to say on the takeover. It suddenly it feels like we're not talking about football. You know what I mean? We're talking about...
1: Well, I think part of the reason for the
2: delay as well is
1: if you look at what there is to talk about football-wise, everything is caught up with trying to get a league restarted during a pandemic. So it's no surprise the Premier League aren't putting our takeover at the top of their priorities list. So I don't think a delay is anything necessarily to lose our shit over. Mm. I think it's perfectly within reason, that there can be no red flags, everything's going along smoothly, but at the same time, it's going to take a lot longer because they're dealing with a global pandemic and how to start a league again.
0: Well, yeah, because if you think about it, you've got um, Mike Ashley, who's famously truculent and famously ornery, and he's he's the seller. Then you've got three parties who are all going to have to go through the O&D test. They're all going to have to submit their, like, details to the premier league and be investigated by the premier league then you've got one of those is the saudi regime or the saudi rail or the investment arm of it whatever um that's going to take ages to investigate properly and it's it's going to be difficult um and you're in the middle of a global pandemic it was never going to be two weeks and sorted it just
1: it was it was never going to be that you keep telling yourself that dave I think the you, is you? we're in quite an anxious situation generally at the moment. And the one positive right now in terms of things looking up is Newcastle's takeover. And you sort of thought three weeks ago, you kind of thought it's going to be done by the end of this week. And it's just, mm. it is dragging out. And also the other annoying thing, like if this had happened last summer, the celebrations would have been insane, but now it's sort of, It's a club being taken over in a sport that we don't know what it's going
2: to look like. Mm. It's Very weird. The whole thing. It's all very strange. But we're being linked with every player in the world. (laughs) (laughs) And every manager. I think that's just in the absence of uh, football matches, that's just the Chronicle desperately trying to get clicks. I think it's everyone. This is... Yeah, I was... go on.
0: All I was going to say is it, it's not just the Chronicle. The Chronicle basically are just um, regurgitating stuff that's appearing in Mercato, in, um, I don't know, the Mail on Sunday, the Sunday Sun. I mean, we're getting a link with like Cavani and um, Bale, Bale and all this shit. And we're also getting linked with managers, f- f- could be like Pochettino or Zinedine Zidane.
2: Like it's, I've heard that today. That's the latest one. Today. We, would, we would pay double his wages,
0: which is fucking bizarre. I mean, the one thing I did see today, which has, what, I don't know, an element of believability is um, a director of football, Luis Campo, who worked with Mourinho before, and he's widely respected. He recently left his role and they're talking about like, I go, oh, he could be the director of football at Newcastle. And again, it could just be like two and two equals five. But um, I I try and stop myself getting excited about the the ridiculous rumours, but the ones which are like somewhat believable, those are the ones I'm getting like carried away with, like Odson Eduard from Celtic. I'm like, yeah, he's a great player. Yeah, he'll be brilliant. I imagine he'll play like this. It's like, mate, I don't know what... The, the league's going to look like, how many players that we can afford to buy, what? I have no idea. I don't even know if the league's going to start in September, it could, might not start until December, we don't know.
1: We haven't got a clue, have we? We're in the dark here, guys. The only, I, I don't think this is a problem, there is a worrying aspect to so many different rumours, just because we're being taken over by effectively three different sets of people if they are actual stories being linked, do you think it could be symptomatic of all of them having different ideas for how the club's going to be run? Or is it just journalists picking a name, picking a club and
2: sending it? I think probably journalists, agents. Players, yeah. PR for the takeover people just trying to, they want to keep the excitement about it around. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. i I mean, sorry. Negative. <laughs> Let's get on to the fun stuff, right? Let's get onto the fun stuff. We've. I've not previewed as usual. I've not previewed all the things that we've got coming up in the podcast because we've just started with a very sort of downbeat conversation about something that we don't really know about. And um, I also like to apologise for the quality of the, the sound quality of the podcast. I hope you can. I hope it's listenable because you know, the things that we say may not be listenable, but I hope that the sound quality is. Um, I've got a quiz coming up later for Paul and Dave, which I'm quite excited about. I hope it's the right level, I really do. Um, I think it's that mic against your, your hoodie, Dave. We're in a situation where Dave's got a mic hanging from his uh, earpiece, and... Uh, that mic is in between a very narrow tunnel between his hoodie and his beard. There's a very small place, space that that microphone can be in and not rustle. It's it's exciting to watch, I'll tell you that.
1: <laughs> um, it's a real poacher's role for that microphone. You've got to find that very thin gap between the centre-backs. That's
2: <laughs> <laughs> So we were trying to think of some fun little things to do, uh, seeing as there are no matches to talk about. I've come up with a quiz. Uh, you guys came up with the idea of talking about, what? describe it, which hill would you die on? Which yeah. United-related Ra- opinion is a hill that you would die on? I haven't thought of one because I'm fucking knackered, but Paul, I think you've got <laughs> a great one, and Dave, you've got one as well. Should we go for that?
1: Let's do it. I think because there's, there's been all these match-of-the-day things about most important Premier League players and best midfielders and stuff like that, yep. and the one that never gets mentioned and I think was the key to our most successful years, but my hill to die on is Rob Lee is the most underrated player in the Premier League ever. Um,
2: I don't have uh, uh, the whole... Every player to have played in the Premier League... At the, at the front of my head right now so i'm not sure if i can, can, can 100% agree but to me it sounds like a very good opinion he was
1: very unfashionable well he was a,
0: he was the prototype for the the midfield generals that we see these days like he, he Gerard Lampard de bruyne to some extent like all of these midfielders Owed a lot to the. I mean, they, might, they probably wouldn't have idolised Rob Lee, but he was certainly the prototype for them. Like that. In my, that...
2: In my head, I don't know if he was a type of player that hadn't. I don't think he invented a type of midfielder, but the the player that I most compare him to in my mind is Frank Lampard. Yeah. Obviously, his impact was nothing like the same. He didn't win anywhere near as much. He probably wasn't as good a player. One, they kind of looked a bit similar, you know, same body type, same hair colour. And two, they scored a lot of similar type of goals, right?
1: Yeah. I think you look yeah. at Rob Lee's yeah. goals now and you just... Like, we've not had anything like that in central midfield since him.
2: Kevin Nolan, for a little sort while. Sort
1: of different, more of a number 10 Kevin Nolan. That's the, the thing about Rob Lee is he played... That like, is a genuine centre midfield, and just covered everywhere and scored.
2: Yeah, in in yeah, yeah. same way as Frank Lampard. I don't think he was quite Steven Gerrard esque in terms of like. Oh no, I'm not. No. Saying, I'm not saying it's the same.
0: The same standard. yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I mean, Robley had he could put a tackle in, he could spray a ball. Forty, fifty 50 yards he could run with the ball he he was the complete package for a central midfielder at that time um for the for what we spent on him was what 750 grand It absolute bargain like from where where we got him from to the level that he ended up playing at he was unreal unreal so i i, I don't know if he's the most underrated because I'd also say that Peter Beardsley was vastly underrated. Yeah. But then he he was, um, I suppose he was rated higher than
1: Rob Lee. So then it feels it, like a different era, know. Peter Beardsley, as well. Like it feels like he was highly rated enough to be an England international regularly in, in yeah.
2: important yeah Peter Beardsley's rated pretty highly. The thing is, I think, it's the nature of things that uh, winning medals puts you on a lot of lists that you wouldn't otherwise be on and vice versa. So, you know, had Peter Beardsley won more titles and whatever, certainly in the Premier League era, then he might be on a few more lists. But he is I think Peter Beardsley is talked of pretty damn highly. I tell you what, if Rob Lee was coming
0: through now, I don't think he would get the like the attention, but if a if if a twenty one year old Peter Beardsley was making his making his first forays into the Premier League, you would stand up and notice him because the game now better suits him uh, than the game back then, and certainly it
2: it has passed. the looking as in my role. head, Peter Beardsley was one of the most lauded players of his era. Yeah, I
0: think his especially at Liverpool, he wasn't like. I don't. Maybe I've just got like, um, I know, maybe I don't think he gets the credit he deserves because he's one of my favourite ever players, mm. and I think everybody should rate him as one of the most gifted English footballers.
2: You rate him in the same curious. way, in the same way that a lot of people think Paul Scholes is underrated.
1: He gets yeah, a like
2: lot, of, a lot of attention, Paul Scholes, but a lot of people probably rightly still think he's underrated.
1: My thing mm. with Rob Lee is you had a sort of five ten years later, kind of a carbon copy, but not as good, in Scott Parker, who still won PFA Player of the Year, whatever it was. I think Rob Lee was consistently a higher level than Scott Parker, say.
2: Mm. Sure. I'd agree with that. Did you know that Rob Lee was the player who went to France 98 instead of Paul Gascoigne? Ah, no. Yeah, it's apparently true. Paul Gascoigne lost his place in France 98 to Rob Lee. And Rob Lee did didn't, uh, play a minute, I don't think, in France 98. Rob Lee scored the only goal in the uh, England versus Romania game that I went to in the 1990s at Wembley on a school trip. Uh, that's another Rob Lee fact. Lovely uh, stuff. <laughs> Robley, Lee Rob Lee, uh, murdered my aunt. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dave, do you have a, a hill that you're prepared to die on?
0: Yeah. Go on. Tino didn't cost us the title. David Bartley did.
2: Okay. It's... um. It's sort of, uh, what's the word, um, accepted knowledge that Tino cost us the title, that along with, the, and I would love it if a speech. Mm. Uh, who? speech. Who, uh, wh- why, why did uh, David Buckley cost us the title, Dave?
0: Because you've got to remember that the way that we were playing early doors was... It was gung ho, it was cavalier, it was fearless. And the minute that David Batty came in, it kind of changed. We became more concerned about what the opposition could do in attack. We kept became like the like the, the rhythm of the team left and it just it just altered the entire dynamic. And I think had we kept on going, all guns, cavalier, new score three, wheel score four. That attitude, I think we would have gone on to win the title because I just think we would have won games in the t- at the tail end, um, kept pace with Man U and racked up uh, like you know a bit of goal difference and all the rest of it. But I, I honestly think that it was it was David Batty's like safe approach to some of the games, and our our entire like approach to that game just changed. Whereas with Tino. It was just we just continued to go at teams and it was it was glorious to watch. Yeah. So I think it was David Batty.
2: Okay. So cowardice, that's what cost David Batty was uh, long term a sensible choice to make, but halfway through a season it was unwise to change everything.
1: Yeah. Yes. I'd say the other thing that definitely cost us that season was manu. Their form, Christmas onwards. Pretty much unprecedented. Was, yeah. They were unstoppable.
0: Yeah, I think I think it was written in that um, touching distance. Um, I can't remember who wrote it now. Martin um, touching Hardy? distance. Martin yes, Hardy. That's it. Yeah. In touching distance, one of the one of the players says this every time they opened the, the newspaper to the scores, it was one man you one nil, Schwangel had a blinder, Eric Cantonar scored.
1: Yeah. And
0: it was just every single fucking weekend just relentless and yes you've got to give them credit and did we fall away a bit perhaps but then they were like you say paul just fucking relentless
2: okay cool that's uh that's two fantastic opinions from you guys <laughs> are we are we talk radio people now now just saying it's all about opinions and it's all about opinions, and we welcome them all. Um, speaking of opinions, uh, I believe we've got some social media. <laughs> guys, <cool>. uh, <laughs> um We might as well go to that, right? I don't have it in front of me. I've left my phone downstairs. I've got it. Uh, Twitter questions. Some questions up from, from Twitter, guys. And I will tell each and every one of them to fuck off. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay, here we go. Dave, you've got some stuff on, me. Oh, on the sorry. your
0: passenger? Sorry. Yeah. Um, oh. Jake Sansom, because uh, I, I put something out saying, like, send us your favorite shit player to put on a black and white shirt. Just send us anything. Uh, Jake Sansom came back to us and said that he always remembered Claudio Kashapa putting in the most shocking performance against Portsmouth at home and getting subbed around the 20 minute mark when we were already 3 0 down. Apparently, he played for Brazil. Do you remember that game? I don't I remember know if oh my god he was he, he like he just des- he got deservedly hooked but it was probably the worst performance I've ever seen in a black and white shirt and I've seen Fumaca play. He was that fucking bad. It was unreal. He was worse than Joe Linton by a mile. He was oh, he was terrible,
2: absolutely woeful. So I think that's a it's a good shout from Sanson. So um, people are answering this, rather than your sort of favourite shit player, they're just sort of saying... Yeah. The shit... Who's the shittest player? <laughs> yeah. I saw... Um, exactly Darryl... um, against Spurs at home, I went to that game where he scored. And uh, he looked great. I think, you know, as with a lot of players, there was a bit of excitement about him when he arrived. You know, he put in a couple of good tackles and scored a header, and everyone went, oh, this looks like a good buy." but it definitely didn't work out. Go on. Um, Let's hear some more.
0: uh, Daryl Hughes says that, um, same as me, he thought Carl Court was brilliant in the 10 final games of 2001, but 22 appearances in four years makes him officially shite. I do. I did like Carl Court. I did think he's going to turn out good.
1: I think the problem with Carl Court is if we had a player of that level now, they'd be a bit of a, Cult hero, but we were a different level then when we had him. Mm.
2: Well, the whole he... thing, about Carl Court, is it's it's all about injury, right? And it's, it's about the promise of what he could have been. But yeah, it's all about he had a massive injury as soon as he joined us. So we and he and the footballing world never got to see what Carl Court could have been. True. I mean, there's a few others, which is
0: like there's there's a shout for John Allan Boom song. Um, when you look at the teams he played for, you would think you would think he was something special. Personally, I thought he was pish. That was from the at Thistle Canuck. Canuck. Yeah, um, famously I, a Terrible I, boom song. Yeah, he he was absolute dog shit and there's something suspect about that transfer. Um Thomas well, Yeah, he was available Andrew.
1: for free just on the boom sort of thing, He was available on a free transfer the summer before we signed him from Rangers for 9 million quid. Yeah. yeah. Someone who had yeah. very strong links to Rangers and signed I think the odd player from
2: them. That's a that's for me that's a four beers in on Football Manager certainly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: Thomas Burkhan says Andreas Anderson scored from, f- against Man U from two yards out that's the only thing I remember him doing for us. yeah I, I don't know anything about Andreas Anderson after he, after he left us or before he joined us and he was instantly forgettable for us
1: I really wanted him to be <laughs> good though I remember <laughs> I signing him from AC Milan and thought this is, this is going to be the guy
2: Perhaps the blondest player to ever play for us.
1: Yeah, Daniel Cordoni might have something to say about that, but... Cordoni wasn't blonde. I'm
2: just going to compare them. He had a ponytail. No, yeah, no, it's absolutely... Well, ponytail (laughs) doesn't... Yeah, it doesn't mean you can't be. (laughs) (laughs) Believe me, I was trying to think (laughs) of... There are recorded uh, blonde ponytails in history. Bullshit. Prove it. But no, just go to any there, beach. And I can confirm that definitely Anderson is our blondest yeah. ever player. So congratulations to him on that <laughs> regard. <laughs> and we're else? now going to get
1: him on the line to present the award. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, Andy
0: Sheldon's just asking any thoughts on why the takeover talk has gone so quiet. Oh, it's just rumbling on Andy. Don't worry about it. Um, or or do yeah. If you want, if you, if you genuinely get joy out of worrying about something you can't control, crack on. But I wouldn't bother. Um, then we've got one from the King of Northumbria, who is at Sand in 1977. Says, came across your podcast today. It was canny, although I thought it was a bit negative about the new owners. Everything we've heard about them and their plans for NUSC sounds incredibly positive. Not sure why you need to bring politics into it. What goes on in Saudi is nothing to do with us. Now, <laughs> this guy only joined Twitter in April, and talking exclusively about Newcastle United and in favour of the Saudi regime.
2: Um, I honestly think he's a, one of them propaganda tools. Could well, be a bot. It's quite exciting. Yeah, because, for me because yes, I mean he does suspiciously look like a bot. Is it, He's only joined in April. He's only got four followers. He only tweets about one thing. What excites me about it is that I think that there might be some kind of, like, wing of the Saudi regime or the investment group. There's someone hired by them who has listened to the Newcastle (laughs) Natter and learnt the word canny, (laughs) thought it was canny. Um but yeah, it does look suspiciously like a bot. But if you are listening um uh MBS and the rest of the uh Saudi regime, um sure, by all means uh make our club uh as great as we always hoped it could be. Um but um go easy on the beheadings, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I think, I think that's I think that's sorted it out. Know? Yeah, I think I've sorted it out. So yeah. Yeah, in the end it's worked out, isn't it? We get something out of it and so do the Saudi people, so cool. I do um, I
1: get the point up to a point because we cannot affect the politics of Saudi Arabia in any way. But that doesn't mean we should ignore them crucifying children. Or <laughs> well, teenagers at least.
2: Sure. Um so yeah, engaging with the bots there. Yeah, like well, you know, we'll see. Who knows? We've been over it, haven't we? We've got to be very, yeah, we've got to be very careful um, about... Uh, we've got to be very careful that the Newcastle Natter doesn't... Every single Newcastle Natter for uh, the next few years doesn't include mentions of uh, capital punishment and torture and the like. So, you know, we'll move on.
1: I think so, the best uh, way to
2: get we're us to explain the
1: positive issues is through some lucrative sponsorship.
2: So <laughs> So we're doing this on Zoom. Isn't everyone, hey, guys, what's the deal with Zoom? We're doing this on Zoom. <laughs> but uh, I don't know what Paul's doing there. Is I'm trying to go to an ad break. Right, I was trying to do that. I thought right. maybe you were like, miming, like, Glove Puppet or something. <laughs> Just a puppet of the regime. Yes, we do need to go to an ad break because... Unless you want to pay for Zoom. Because we're doing this on Zoom, but none of us are paying for it. So as we've all learnt, uh, Zoom is free up until the 40-minute mark, as is um, our most prostitutes. So um <laughs> doesn't work as a joke in any way, does it? I apologise. We're now going to go to an advert break, and then we'll be back when Zoom allows. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike, e-bikes that are cool AF. Welcome back to the Newcastle Natter. Thanks for staying with us, guys. Um, now we come to the moment that we've all been waiting for. I have compiled a quiz for uh Dave and Paul. If you if you've managed to listen to the lockdown pods that we've done so far, uh we've now done we've now done yeah, well first of all, well done and thank yeah. you. Yeah. Hats off. Uh, hats off. Even if you are um being paid by the Saudi regime. <laughs> 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 um, you know a listen to a listen. Um, uh, but we've been doing uh, quizzes, and we've each each of us has compiled a quiz so far. as I believe the so one of us will compile a quiz for the other two. so as I believe the way it's, as it stands, you've both won no Dave's won two, Pauls one one, and I am won any. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's
1: Dave's won every quiz he's been involved in. You've lost everything you've been involved in, and yes, I'm correct. in the middle.
2: <laughs> Yes. Which is exactly where I would have predicted. <laughs> yeah, to same here. The whole... Okay. So I've got my uh, questions here. I might have to fumble around for the answers a couple of times. But uh, here we go. I've got ten questions for you boys. Question number one. Who was our last match against? <laughs> Ooh, I because I, 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 I put it. that because I'm sure you both know it, but I put that because I had not a fucking clue. It's, you know, that was nowhere in my head. Who was Newcastle United's last professional football match against? And that's not a trick question. I'm the first team. Uh, okay. Question number two. Newcastle United won their last domestic trophy in 1955, the FA Cup. I'm sure you remember it well. Name one player other than Jackie Milburn in the Newcastle United side that day. Some of them might be too hard, you know. I thought it was an interesting question.
1: I'm pretty certain I've got the era on. But how do you spell Kieran?
2: Martins. <laughs> <laughs> <Oberfemi. laughs> okay. Some interesting I uh, you know, I was looking at the you know, I I was trying to compose some interesting questions and I was looking at the Wikipedia page for that final. Um I'm sure you remember well, it was against Manchester Manchester City. We won it three oh, one. We won it 3-1. Jackie Milburn got the first goal in the first minute of the game. Yeah, because it was the fastest goal in the FA Cup final for decades until I think Di Matteo, Di Matteo for Chelsea against Chelsea. Five, yes. yeah. And
1: uh, I already know my answer's wrong because the chant they sing about the guy who I've written down is based on a song from the 60s, so it can't be him.
2: The Man City keeper was Bert Troutman, famously. And uh, playing for Man City, the number nine that day, was uh, future England manager Don Reavy. Anyway, there you go. Some little tidbits for you. Uh, Here's another question. I did steal this question from nufc.com. Which midfielder appeared over 100 times for United between 2008 and 2012? And now plays for Walsall. Good question, isn't it?
1: times
2: between which midfielder play appeared over a hundred times for Newcastle United between two thousand and eight and twenty twelve, and now plays for Walsall. try to throw some hard ones and some easier ones in there.
1: That is a tough one.
2: It's a tough it's one. A good question. That. Good question. And that is the only one that I stole. So. <laughs> okay. Here's another question. Question number four. Who did we buy Papi Stemba Sisse from? Ah. Oh, okay. I
1: know the first two letters. <laughs> okay. <So, laughs> A C. Okay. Oh shit! Who was
2: it? Okay. Well, you, you've got time to think. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Next question. <laughs> Only one Newcastle United manager has won the League Managers Association Manager of the Year award. Oh uh, no, that one. Who was it? <laughs> okay.
1: As we're on Zoom, we can see Dave giving Fergus the finger for that question. So I think we all know the answer. We'll give a clue to regular listeners. John Carver. (laughs) (laughs) It was an
2: admin error, but it had to stand. (laughs) In what year did Newcastle United last win the top flight title? i try to throw a couple in from not the Premier League era. In Football year, started before 1992. Yeah. In what year did we last win what was then known as the First Division? Okay. Uh, this one, I'll give you half a point for each answer. This century, two NUFC players have won Young Player of the Year. Who? That's the PFA, Young Player of the Year. What, at Newcastle United? While they were at Newcastle United. This century? This, uh, both in the 21st century. Ooh. Okay.
1: Might need a little bit of thinking time on that.
2: Okay. Uh, next question. The fifth highest assist combination in Premier League history is between two former Newcastle United players.
1: Who for whom? So is it when they were at Newcastle?
2: Yeah, this is yes. They got there was oh, right, six, yeah. one of them assisted the other player at Newcastle sixteen times. Okay. Oh, well, that young player one. Ah, it's a good one, isn't it? Yeah. That one was... I came up with that question, guys. Okay, here we go. Most direct free kicks in a season. Right, sorry, that's just by notes. I've written that out into a question. <laughs> the, uh, the, um... The... The player who has scored the most direct free kicks in a season for any team in the Premier League did it for Newcastle United. He scored five. Who was it? And uh, final question, question number 10. Shearer scored the most penalties for us in the Premier League era. He scored 37. Who scored the second most penalties for us? He scored 14. There's a few you might have to guess at here, you know. Just yeah. not, not know the answer at, just guess. But I think, you know, I think that makes it fun. Okay, That's it. That's all the questions. Good quiz. Tough one. I'm just going to get up the um, 1955 Cup final Wikipedia page so I can uh, respond to your guesses. Uh, right. Okay. I'm
1: going to change my button for that and just guess a name. The problem is, I've read all those books on the history of Newcastle but retained zero names.
2: Sure, I understand. Sorry. Okay, here we go. Question one. Who was our last match against? Is it Southampton? Dave? Southampton.
1: I think just it was Burnley,
2: actually. No, it was Southampton. And you were, was that a change of answer, Paul?
1: No, I was just saying...
2: After yeah he fact. did Now he said Burnley You hey, he got it wrong because he said Burnley he said I think Burnley. you did just change your answer didn't you Paul you did no you I gave my answer and then waited for you no months. he said it was Burnley I was trying to work out if that was a joke but I can tell from your face that it wasn't a joke and you changed your answer I've not I can show you it's on the paper but that's the other answer <laughs> alright because because you're very much not the favourite here and yeah. uh, David is already in the lead I will give you that uh Okay, so you're both correct, and Dave is right. It was uh, 1-0, St Maximan got the goal. Question number two, uh, we won our last domestic trophy in 1955. It was the SA Cup. Name one player other than Jackie Milburn, who was in the side for Newcastle United that day. Dave, have you got a guess? Jim Smith? <laughs> that sounds like you've just guessed a name. He was a manager no,
1: he... for us as well, wasn't
2: he? Yeah, but I'm sh- yeah, he did manage us, but I'm, sh- I'm not sure. He's, he didn't play for us, did he? That Jim Smith, in the 50s. Probably not. Um, yeah.
1: I originally went Win Davis and then changed my guess to Lomano Trezor Luar Luar. <laughs> <laughs> I've also written down
0: another name, Tony Green, but I'm convinced that's wrong. Uh, yeah, I'm
2: afraid uh, none of you have got it right. Um,
1: the Any answer, names I, we'd
2: recognise from there? I think Len White. Yes. Stolz, United. Uh He was our number seven that day. Vic Keeble. Um, Bobby Mitchell. George Hanna. Ronnie Simpson. Bob. Bobby Cowell. Ron Batty. These are proper British names. <laughs> G- Jimmy Schooler. Bob Stokoe, Tommy Casey. Bob, I mean, Bob Stokoe. Yeah. yeah. Oh well. So there you go. That's it. Sorry, guys. But you're you're all forgotten. <laughs> Question number three. Which midfielder appeared over a hundred times for United between two thousand and eight and twenty twelve and now plays for Walsall? yes, kind
0: of Yeah, I've got an actual answer and then an answer that I changed from because I realised that you said he currently plays for Walsall, because my first answer was Gary Speed, and no, he doesn't play for Walsall, so I'm going to say Scott Parker. No, because Scott he manage- Parker
1: currently manages Fulham. Yeah. I've gone with, then. I've got with Danny on. Guthrie. Well done, Paul. Is it?
2: Yeah. Wow.
1: Pull that one
2: out. I mean, just a guess, I'm sure, but well, no, I knew he got relegated with us in 2011. Yeah, you've worked it out. You've worked, yeah. it's, a, it's an educated guess. Well done. I'm, sh- I'm
0: shit with years. The worst with years. Okay, here we
2: go. This is question number four, I believe. Who did we buy Papis Dembassise from? Paul?
1: I initially wrote Freiburg, crossed it out and went Frankfurt.
2: I'm going Freiburg. Paul, you were right first time. Shit. Freiburg. And yeah. it was one of the two. You knew it was FR. It was either Freiburg, Frankfurt, or France. <laughs> 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 okay.
1: Oh, this is tense.
2: Only one Newcastle United manager has won the LMA Manager of the Year award. Who was it? Dave what's Pardew. the this one it's part of you. Paul have you got Pardew? Pardew I
1: have yes and I would say with hindsight fuck deservedly Stop it. So,
2: it. fuck off
1: fuck fit on. in the league
2: <laughs> I I was looking for another question to really really piss off Dave <laughs> and <laughs> it was gonna be it was gonna be the are based on the win percentage of Benitez and Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: fact <laughs> because, uh,
2: because the win percentage is, uh, I was really hoping that it would go, it would be the other way because the win percentage of Benitez and Bruce, Benitez's win percentage was thirty one point four, and Bruce's is thirty one percent. Ooh. There's a 4, not 0.4 difference. And if that had gone in Bruce's favour, then that would have definitely been one of the questions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, next question. Are, are we keeping score here? Are you guys keeping yeah. score? Yeah. I think yeah. we're both
1: on three, aren't we? Yeah. If I've gone okay. frigging Freiburg, let's, let's not get into that.
2: Okay. Frigging Freiburg. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. In what year did we last win the top flight title? Paul? 69. What? The top, the, the, the first division. In what yeah. year did we last win the league title? Of course. Putting... No, it's clearly not true. No, it's not true. It's going to be 24
1: or something then, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I thought it was like 37. An earlier question as a clue, Paul, was, our <laughs> last domestic trophy in
1: 1955. Oh, uh, I didn't hear that properly. You
2: weren't engaging I mean, me enough. Very, I mean, that's a very famous fact. Was it 32? No, it was. And this is one that I actually did know personally myself, and I'm so proud. It was 1927.
1: Oh, oh. So, what's that? How many years of hurt?
2: I'm. <laughs> 93 years of hurt. Jesus. Um, how, uh, just as a little side bonus thing, this doesn't count towards anything. How many league titles have Newcastle United won? Six. No, it's four. four. We're shit. We've won six FA Cup. Here we go. Okay. Next question. Half a point for each. In the 21st century, Newcastle United players have won. The PFA Young Player of the Year. Two of them have. Who and who? Dave, Janus
0: and Dyer.
1: That's what I've gone as well.
0: But I've put a thing for Bellamy as well. But I'm going to go Dyer and Janus.
1: I've gone Janus and Dyer. Janus is correct. Dave, if you had stuck with Ooh. Bellamy. <sighs> I didn't have confidence in Dyer,
2: but I couldn't think who else it could be. It was Jenison Bellamy, and they won it in uh, consecutive years. Ah. Okay. Question. The fifth-highest assist combination in Premier League history is between two former NUFC players. Who and for whom? Beardsley to Cole. Paul's going Beardsley to Cole. Day? Yeah, I've got. Yeah, I've got. Beer, drink, oh, okay. I'm afraid you're both wrong. What? Me. I can. I can totally see why you would do that. That makes. That does make total sense. I guess this is down to. Um, is it Griffin play... to Marich? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, but I guess these two players played a lot more seasons together and were therefore able to accumulate more. Solano Shearer. Correct. Uh. Get it, but yes, it was solano Shearer.
1: I think there's a a pride point there that will be it up I'm at sure the point. end, and so it's I'll the equivalent that. to actual points. Yeah, I'm sure, we'll take that. One.
2: I feel I quite enjoy. I feel like I just want to run the quiz every week now. <laughs> yeah, I quite like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Although it's quite hard to keep to keep it creative. Okay. uh The most free kicks in a season scored by one player in the Premier League and most direct free kicks is uh, a Newcastle United player. Who? Lauren Robert. That's what I've got as well. Lauren Robert. You're both correct. He scored five. Okay. And uh, this is question number 10. What are the scores at the moment? Four
0: and a half,
2: I have. Four and a half as well. Wow.
1: I've, okay. I've chosen one of two possible options for the last question. I'm now doubting right.
2: it. Okay. okay, well you need to change Changing Which one are you gonna go for, Paul? How many,
1: pe- what, how many penalties?
2: Last left? question the last question is to remind our listeners. Shearer scored has scored the most Premier League penalties for us. He scored thirty seven which I think might be more goals than Shola Amiobi scored for us. Should I double check that? In the Premier League? No. It might be. Okay. Shola's one of our top goal scorers. Yeah. I know, but that
0: doesn't... In the league, seriously. But your reaction
1: there has told me to stick with my original answer as well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's Sammy
2: Amiobi. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna look up how many Premier League goals Shola Sholomio. I hope
1: he's got over fifty.
2: I think it might be less. Anyway, okay, who scored the second most penalties for us in the Premier League with fourteen? Is it Shola Is that your guess, Paul? Yeah, Uh Dave, what's your guess? The big man, Shola.
1: My other choice was going to be Kevin Nolan.
2: Uh, if you... Tell you what, because it is a... I need to come up with the tieback question, because you're both wrong. Oh. oh. You're both still on four and a half.
0: Okay, I've got another answer then.
1: Oh, hang on. What um, the hell I, is this?
2: Let's hear your other answer, but this is not going to win it for you. I'm going to find another question. But let's hear your other answer, Dave, just for the sake of it. Beautifully. That is correct, but uh. that does not win you the quiz. Um, oh,
0: by the way, show Ramyo, Obi scored 53 goals. Soldier. Oh, um, 43 in the, in the Premier League. Right, so six more
2: than 37 panics. So, yeah. Not far off.
1: I'm happy with a draw against Dave. I think that's. If I'd stuck with
2: Freiburg. I feel like we've got to have a winner. Okay. (laughs) This is the tie break question. Oh, this is fun. Okay. The tie break question is there have been in the Premier League era, there have been one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh no, that's the same person. One, two, three, four, Five, six, seven, eight, nine uh, interim or caretaker managers for Newcastle.
1: Do we need to get all nine?
2: Can you name them? Problem is, a couple of these I wouldn't define as interim or... or, They're just all in grey on com. Um, what does NUFC.com define as a caretaker manager? I'll give you a clue. I'll, I'll just let, I'll, I'll I say. Think,
1: I think we'll, I think we'll get it for me, surely. Yeah.
2: Okay. All right. So it's like whoever gets the most wins the game. All right. Okay. I'll. Um, I hope you're all uh, still listening to us there in um, Saudi Bot HQ.
1: Oh God, what's his name? He filled in recently. Dave's cameras off. He must be on the internet.
2: Mm. I'm not currently confident that this is. What I'm looking at is correct. <laughs> so pretty high stakes for me. All right, you ready, guys? Oh, I'm going to go on. I mean left to, to be. Where's Dave gone? Dave. Oh, yeah, I need to let him back in. He's lost the game. He's lost the game. He's lost. There's one I can
1: picture, but I can't remember his name. And it's really annoying me. Okay.
2: There's one I literally... In fact, there's two. I literally don't know who they are. I'm back. Dave's back. Dave's just uh, ran next door to ask his wife, quick, who... Stood in when Keegan was... <laughs> <relaxed>. <laughs> right,
1: okay. Uh, I reckon I've got six. I
2: think okay. I've got six as well. Oh, this is like Countdown. This is like Countdown. Okay. There's Dave, more I can't remember and it's going to... Oh. It's just going to be on trust here. Dave, name your six.
1: Nigel Pearson,
0: Chris Hutton, Steve Clark, John Carver... Colin Coldwood,
2: Terry Mack. See, what I'm looking at here doesn't include Coldwood or Terry Mack. Um, which They're the two I've
1: me. not got in my six.
2: I'm sure Terry McDermott managed us at least one game. I don't
1: think he did.
2: But according to the... Because this, this is the Newcastle United Premier League managerial records. And some of them only have one game in there. Should I do my six? No, I'm sorry, Dave. I'm going to give you four for that. Let's hear your six, Paul. Pearson. Yeah. Clark. Yeah.
1: Moda. Kinnear. Carver. Hooten. And Kinnear, I don't think is right, but i will put him in.
2: Kinnear is right. Ah. Uh... One of the ones, Rhoda is not right.
0: <laughs> Joe Kinnear is an interim manager.
2: Yeah, I don't think he ever had an actual proper contract with us. I know it's, it's a bit dodgy, isn't it? I don't know.
1: I think the and
2: results are stand. is in as an interim manager. I'm going to give it to Paul just to make it more interesting. It's a it, it's it, and, I'm sorry, there it is, you know. I'm sorry, it's, you know, there's a lot of injustice. Out there.
1: I think the lesson here is figure out your tie-break. You I wasn't, tie wasn't
2: break. expecting a tie-break, you're right, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll name you some others. Cox, he managed us for one game when Keegan resigned. Who's the one who was most
1: recent? Was the one who was like, and then, and, youth team manager? And he was, yeah. on, he was in charge last pre-season after Rafa went
2: but half the oh, game. I don't think it includes preseason.
1: Uh,
2: Doesn't include Craig. Is in mine Tony Craig. I must be. Is it, Isn't it Tommy Craig? Oh, isn't Tommy it Craig. Goal, isn't it goalkeeping code? Anyway, he he managed one game after Douglas and lost it. Yes, Clark, Carver, Pearson twice, Hutton, Kinnear, Shearer, Carver again. Okay, that's it. I'm giving it to Paul. Sorry, Dave.
0: That's fine. I
1: accept the decision with grace. It was a good it's quiz.
2: You're a good man. Okay, well, I still think Cole was right, despite the well, facts. According to the internet, it wasn't. No. If you think about it, they only played together one season, didn't they?
1: But they scored two hundred goals together. I'm
2: sure for that. One season, I wouldn't be surprised if they've got the most um player to player assists yeah uh, in one season in the premier League that would not surprise me at all number one in on that list for the whole of the premier League was um i mean that would have been a good type question that was uh That's someone Lam- really Drogba. Cool. really yeah. Okay, well, we'll leave it there. I enjoyed it. It's um, a real pleasure to be um, back with you guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, If any listeners
1: want to set us a quiz, feel free.
2: Feel free, yeah. But if if not, um, I'll I'll endeavour to set up another quiz within the next week or two. We'll do it again. And hopefully we'll be back with
1: genuine news. Now that we're one of the few football teams that does have actual news, it should hopefully be soon.
2: One thing we could have, we could have talked about Danny Rose. He's been publicly, uh, um, complaining, uh, about the thought of going back.
1: He's been publicly cautious. I think Pu-
2: he has been publicly cautious. You know, but there's not a lot to say, I guess, you know, that's his, that's his right. It's a difficult situation for all of us. Yeah. Did either of you watch the Bundesliga at the weekend, by the way? I didn't. I know you did, Paul.
1: Well, I, it was weird without the crowd noise, but being able to hear a ball hit the net is a very satisfying noise at that level. It's a proper thwack.
2: Especially from uh, Haaland, right? Yeah.
0: Um, well, I decided to start following Schalke 04 because they're from Gelsen, Gel, Gelsenkirchen. You yeah, been it? and
2: they lost to Newcastle and they got battered four zero. So, I just fashions. I've just decided I'm not going to watch it because I just can't be bothered to to learn the ins and outs German. Yeah, I can't be bothered to learn it. I don't have BT Sport. Uh, but it's have been playing the
1: enjoy- same game. There's not much there's no different rules and there's a lot of English players there.
2: I've been quite enjoying watching old all the old games that are being shown, like World Cup games and stuff. You, on Saturday at three
0: PM they showed the um Bobby Robson's first home game. Yeah.
2: It feels like we should stop recording now and just keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our time um, limit is less than a minute, so let's. Okay, all right, okay. Well, we'll. I'll. I'll. I'll end it here and say thank you very much for making us making it through two Zoom calls with us, and we will be back. I hope very soon. Thank you very much from uh, Paul Doolan. Bye. Thank you, Dave Watson. Bye. And Fergus yeah. Craig. Goodbye. Bye. Wasn't that a great podcast?
1: Now, if you've got ninety seconds spare in your day, come and listen to ours. It's called "What Has He Said Now," and is available wherever you got this podcast.
2: You're going to lose a number of people to the flu. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit PlaybackMedia.co.uk.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.
0: This is the story of the one.